What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the Bulls' last game against the Hornets, their month of November, where they sit at right now, some things with the zone defense, and as well as how Bulls fans tend to overreact and how we can, you know, kind of bring it all back in. We'll talk about all that and more right after this. All right, so the Bulls had played the Hornets last night in the first um, Battle of the Ball Brothers. Well, while Lonzo's here in Chicago, and this game did not disappoint at all. I went live after the game. Uh, you definitely want, and then, you know, I, when I started this Chicago Bulls Central project, it was more focused on podcasting. Uh, I then added the YouTube in. YouTube has become a very big part of it, and I always wanted to have the same content on both sides. Now, with that being said, uh, live streams is difficult to do with podcasting, so you definitely want, there's a link in the subscription, you definitely want to go and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to specifically get those live streams, right? So I did a halftime live stream, I called it a halftime hangout, we also did a live stream after the game where we just talk, um, I mainly respond to comments, and we just have an open conversation on those live streams, so you definitely want to be a part of that, but enough plugging, this game was everything that we needed to see from Vooch. Um, he really came in and played very well, very early. Uh, there was a stretch in which the Bulls had a big lead after the third quarter. That lead got whittled down. Vooch came back into the game. He calmed everything down and played very well. Vooch was not the only key to this game, right? I'm not saying that. But his play, him playing at, at a great level and a high level makes so much, so many things much easier on the Bulls down in the middle, right? Uh, like I said, that zone that we have issues with, when Vooch plays the way that he does, when he he took advantage of younger, um, not younger, of smaller players being up against him, and he scored on almost every possession in which that happened. He was twelve and nineteen for the game, six and six from three. When Vooch plays like that, this team is going to be dangerous. Add in over twenty point performances from Zach and Demar, and a sixteen point game from from Lonzo Ball. Contributions off the bench. This team, when they play like this, is hard to beat. Now. One thing that has reared its ugly head in the last few games, and really over the course, if you if we pay attention closely, is the Bulls' difficulty with zone defenses. And part of that rely, just lies in the fact that it seems like once the Bulls face the zone, I don't know if they don't practice against the zone a lot, but a lot of the players just stand back and watch. They don't move. The key to beating a zone defense is movement, is penetration. It really took for Alex Caruso at one point in time to, to continually penetrate in that zone defense, and then it's like the rest of the team figured it out. So um, that's going to be something to watch going forward is if, if the Bulls continue to have those issues with the zone defense, because if they do, it can get very difficult for them um, as the season goes on, especially in the playoffs and everything like that. Now, like again, the Bulls won this game, right? I want to keep focus on how good the Bulls play played in this game. But we still do want to keep in mind for the things that look like they can be problematic. The Bulls came out. I've been talking about the Bulls third quarter. They've come out in this game and had a very dominant third quarter in which the lead went up to at least 23 points. Right. And it was like, OK, they fixed this third quarter thing. They're probably going to they're going to they're going to lock this one away. But then in the fourth quarter, on top of facing that zone, hot shooting from the Hornets, that lead got whittled down. Now, again, like I said, Vooch came in. They were able to right the ship. And that's what you want to see from this team. This was a great game. And don't don't make mis make the mistake of thinking just because of what the final score was that the Charlotte Hornets didn't, didn't give the Bulls a lot of fits. The Hornets' offense is legit. They only went three deep into their bench, right? So they're playing eight players over the course of this game. And those eight players played very well. Um, P.J. Washington with 15 points off the bench, who just seems to be a Bulls killer, right, since his first game in the league. Um, uh, Aubrey Jr., 18 points off the bench. 
And this is something like, again, giving five three-pointers up to P.J. Washington, Bulls need to watch that. Um, They do need to watch their defense. But the defensive intensity was here throughout most of the night, and the Bulls played very, very well in a great game today. That was what we want to see from this team. Um, One of the things that they said, talk about that zone defense. Um, The Bulls are going to be able to figure it out. I trust Billy Donovan. I trust this team. They have too many veterans. I do think that they're going to be able to figure it out. But we do have to be honest in which the zone is giving the Bulls fits, big fits. They need to figure that out. I think it's really just moving well out the ball. When we see the Bulls move in the way that they do, Zach Levine being very intentional in the way that he shot the ball and scored. He had some wild shots at the beginning of the game, but there was very few of those. For the most part of this game, Zach Levine just came in confidently making shots, confidently getting into the to the rim, uh, being smart, evaluating the way that they were guarding the other players to see where he can get a lane and get a crease in there and, and get in there and score. Very, very good and smart basketball from this team in this game, and that was the key. That's what ultimately won this game, and that's why this Bulls team can beat anyone. Now, with that being said, the Bulls come out of November 14-8, and eight, number two in the East, and while, yes, the Bulls have lost some games that they should have won, the Bulls have had some disappointing performances, a la the uh, Pacers, uh, Houston, and, and Warriors game, but overall, think about this. And if anyone would have told you at the beginning of this season that the Bulls would have come out of this stretch where they had a long away stretch, several back-to-backs, um, and just the start of the season, injuries to start the season, right, from Patrick Williams, injuries to Zach Levine, Caruso missed a game, uh, Vooch being in the NBA safety protocol and missing a, hand, uh, a bunch of games there as well. If somebody would have came out and told you that the Bulls would have faced all that and came out of that 14-8 and eight to, be the, to have the second-best record in the East and one game away from being number one in the East, we would have all taken that. So let's just put that in perspective, right? Regardless of everything that this bull this Bulls team has faced, all the adversity, they have answered it more times than they have not. Like, yes, we have things that we need to improve on. Yes, we're still a team that hasn't played very many games together and can improve and get much better. All that being said, the Bulls are still finding a way to win. They had a difficult week um, last week. They have a, a tough schedule upcoming up this week. Um, and well, the next the next few handful of games, but the Bulls are at least showing that they have the ability and the desire to respawn, and that's the thing that's going to make this team and take this team to the next level. Very great month for the Chicago Bulls to start off this season. We need to see more of this and that continued progress. We have New York, Brooklyn, and Denver up up in the next uh, three games. Cleveland to to round that out at, 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 with the fourth game next Wednesday, but um. Rest of this week, we have New York, we have Brooklyn, we have uh, Denver Monday of next week. Again, next two games are going to be important for the Bulls. How do they play? How do they respond? We know that the, that New York is probably going to be looking for their revenge game now that we've beaten them. Love that that combination that goes on there, as well as it's going to be a big test against Brooklyn. We very well, if we can win those next two games, right, we'll be number one team in the East. Who wouldn't take that as a Bulls team? Uh, the Bulls played very great so far um, in this in this season overall. And if they can continue to improve the things that they faltered at, the places where they have fallen at, um, and ensure up that game, get back to ball movement, stay focused on playing smart basketball, then yes, this Bulls team, the sky's the limit for them. Last topic that I want to talk about on this episode is the overreaction from Bulls fans. Um, again, I was out this weekend, didn't get to really respond to the Orlando game, but after the Orlando game and that uh, Wendell Carter performance, you get so many Bulls fans, especially with Vooch being down. Oh, we should have never traded Wendell, this and that. But guess what? At the end of the day, Wendell is not having a great season, right? He's averaging 12, 9, and less than one block per game. 
yes, he played higher than that. He was always going to come into this into this Bulls game with a chip on his shoulder. That was what he was going to do. But the fact that there's so many Bulls fans were so down on an all-star center, caliber center, that still in other ways affected the game, we have to really get rein that in, right? Stop being reactive Bulls fans. And this is why, thank God, so many of them are not in any front office positions because you, you have to calm that down. It's, I get it. It's easy to have a knee-jerk reaction. It's easy to react when things go bad or things go um, uh, are seemingly going bad and you know we, because we just want this team to be better. Vooch was always going to work his way out of the slump. He was going to, he's probably going to get in another slump. It's going to happen over the course of the season. The Bulls made the right move. Wendell Carter, as good as he looked in that game, is not, those, that's not the way he's playing every game. Now, yes, he's on a, a, a team where he basically has the lay of the land for the most part and should be able to do his thing. And he's not scoring great. He's not playing great. He's not playing bad either, but not playing great at the level that a lot of people want to react. And Vooch is the center for this team. Yes, we do need to get a, a better four next time, and we know that, right? But with that being said, that overreaction needs to stop. Another thing that that people are overreacting to is Kobe White, right? I get it why coming into the season is like all of our hopes and dreams and trade values lie on Kobe White. What can we actually get for him? He's going to help us shore up the four, especially after Patrick Williams went down. The kid, I've, I've been saying this from the beginning. Patrick Williams, I'm sorry, not Patrick Williams, Kobe White, we're not going to see what his final form is this season until a month to six weeks after he came back from that injury anything but but anything over that is, is overkill and even with that being said with the way that kobe white has been playing unless the team believes in his potential we're not going to get a lot for kobe white so laying all of our hopes and dreams for trading for a four and kobe white is short-sighted it's reactionary and it's something that people aren't seeing again not even to add into the point bulls have ranked between 26th to 29th in bench bench per game scoring not the number but somebody else responded with oh well the bills are averaging such and such number that was similar to a bull that was a completely different error it's not about the number of points per game they're scoring it's about the efficiency and where they're ranking amongst the league that 29th is not going to cut it so that being said if kobe white can get to the place where he was last last season where you have a 40 point uh 40 um 40 shooter from the field that can bust open zones as well as his, if his shot's falling, you keep that. Now, if he keeps playing in a, in a negative way, then yes, you have Io. And this is, of course, brought brought about should Io be getting more minutes than Kobe White? Here's the thing that I that I'm that I'm saying. I do think that Io should definitely be getting more minutes than what he has um, in the last in the last couple of games. Io has earned a spot on this roster, absolutely. The Bulls, though, the coaching staff knows that if Kobe White can get going, how important he can be for this team, how important he can be to Zach and DeMar getting rest, how important he can be for that bench scoring. They're trying to get him in rhythm. Now, at some point, that experiment does have to stop if it, if it continues not to work. But people are just focusing on Kobe's shot not falling. Let's talk about Kobe White's improved defense, his improved focus on defense, his improved defensive movement. Yes, he's still getting caught out of position. He's still he's never probably going to be a great or, or a, a, a plus one-on-one -on -one defender, but he is playing with his head up and in the team defense very well. Like much many players on this team, like I think we forget often that we don't have great one-on-one -on -one defenders on this team besides Lonzo and Caruso, but this team is top five in the league in defense because of the team defensive scheme. There are two different types of defense. There's one-on-one -on -one defense, there's a team defensive scheme, and Kobe is seemingly catch catching on to that defensive scheme and playing within the team concept of defense very well i'm not saying he's the best i'm not saying anything like that but look at how he's improved and that shows an improved ability and focus on the, the x's and o's of basketball again like with vooch you would like to think that kobe is going to work himself into being into shooting better over the course of the season but let's not act 
or not acknowledge the improvement that Kobe's showing on the defensive side of the ball. Now, Io, yes, a better one-on-one defender, a better team defender, everything like that. But Io also makes mistakes. It's funny how we as Bulls fans, once we are fan, fans of basketball in general, once we get caught up in these certain narratives that we want to have or ideas that we have, we highlight some people's positives while completely ignoring their negative, ignoring other people's positives while while completely ignoring their negatives as well. But look, it got it has to come together. At this point, Io makes the normal rookie mistakes. Also, keep in mind, I talked about this on the live stream contractually it's going to be very difficult for the bulls to keep io if he continues to play at this level with a second round pick being unrestricted everything like that i'm sure that ak and eversley are watching all this everybody is aware of this again you want the best players to play regardless because we what we want to ascend to this season but keeping all that in mind just watch it and as far as the bulls trading for a four i told you guys before i don't do the trade uh speculation videos I, you'll never get a, a video from me every other day saying the bulls are interested in xyz that's just not the way and the integrity that i want to run this channel in but with that being said if it comes time to the, the bulls have more than enough assets to trade if it comes to the trade they have more than enough that uh well easy ability to open up a roster spot if it comes to the buyout market and the, and the player gets bought out we all know this we know who who will fit this team not going to go down the list or whatever else but again bench scoring is equally important to the roster um and to a, a, a playoff run and i'm not saying that all that lies on kobe white right alex caruso is coming around scoring wise more we know when this team plays better defense and in transition basketball the the bench can score as well and they have shown that ability but everything coming together the bulls um uh, us as bulls fans need to stop the reactionary once somebody has a bad game or a bad stretch oh we need to trade them oh we shouldn't have traded for them oh oh with this let the season play out the bulls are 14 and 8 second in the league i'm sorry second in the east in the first one month into the season with everything and all the adversity that they face and i guarantee somebody would have just presented that to most of us, us bulls fans at the start of the season we would have definitely take it so keep that in in the perspective that's it for this episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Make sure you guys are joining that live stream as well after the games. I'll be doing another one after the Knicks game. So be on the lookout for that. I'll go ahead and post that so that can be scheduled and you guys can get reminders of that. But like I like to end every video on, go Bulls. I love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. Media.